Who's the donkey? Who's the donkey? You, you look Who like is the donkey now? Like one now. Who is the There's only one Tyson Fury. I broke my back. What do you mean by that? You my broke back, back is broken. What a vertebrae or, or what uh, portion? Spinal. Hello, hello, hello. Here we go. <laughs> Here we go. Back again. Back again for another episode. You're locked into the sounds of Jab and Weave. Joined by myself, Shana Wasola. And, uh, yeah, myself, Sony Dilba. Yes, as always. <laughs> been a good, been a, I was going to say good week. It's been a, been a busy week for me. Busy week, a lot going on. A lot of breaking news, a lot of things going on. We've got everything from China to God rest his soul and God be the family. But Kobe Bryant, just so much going on in the world and... It's a bit sad because it's the year's just started, the decade just started, and we've had so much bad. Well, I was gonna say badness, bloody hell, so much negativity going on. It is definitely it is sad, and for me personally, I was absolutely devastated to hear the news of Kobe Bryant. I was there on the train back, coming back to the lovely abode in London, <laughs> and see the breaking news that Kobe Bryant has died in a helicopter crash. Now you're thinking. Why are these two, you know, boys from Jab and Weave mm. talking about boxing, talking about other sports and Kobe Bryant? But for you guys, ladies and gentlemen, of course, out there, you need to understand that Kobe Bryant was an idol for many people and was definitely an idol for myself. So when I was growing up, what got me into basketball? Well, I was watching the film Space Jam, just like any <laughs> other kid. And I know that's Michael Jordan, but that's what triggered the love for basketball. But who was the man? at the time, who carried basketball. His name was Kobe Bryant, Kobe Bean Bryant. He played 20 seasons in the NBA, and you think, yeah, fine, longevity, everyone's got that. But the man won five NBA championships. And yeah, you think, at the same time, right, Michael Jordan won six, LeBron's got a couple, this, that, whatnot. But that's not the point with Kobe Bryant. He was bigger than basketball. He was a personality. There's a reason his nickname was called the Black Mamba. The Mamba mentality. Everything about Kobe Bryant is, 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 is seen in the NBA today. You see every player just heartbroken over the death of Kobe Bryant. Mm. He was one of the best basketball players of all time. And to be honest with you, if it wasn't for Kobe Bryant, I wouldn't have been involved in basketball. I know people say that, you know, there were other basketball players. I mean, I love LeBron James myself personally, but Kobe Bryant's the reason I got into basketball. Seeing him win the NBA championship in 2009-2010 with the Lakers after having lost the 2008 championships to the Boston Celtics. It was amazing to see and that Mamba men- mentality will still live with everyone for the rest of their lives. Mm. And I think that's something that we definitely need to address because Kobe Bean Bryant, he might have died on Sunday, but his legacy and his legend lives on forever. Definitely. He was definitely one of the best, most, one of the most iconic players that ever played the sport. Um, yeah, just like me, I used to play basketball. I used to play for my county, actually. Uh, I think basketball is a sport that everyone does when they're, when they're young, but sometimes you kind of need that idol that really gets you heavily yeah. invested in the sport. And I'd say um, Kobe wasn't my number one idol, but, you know, he's still he's a, he's a great ambassador of basketball, let alone the NBA. And what was he? He wasn't... He wouldn't, you, wouldn't have, you wouldn't have even thought of 
his legacy. He was like the thirteenth draft pick in ninety six. Yeah, and he, so. he wasn't even drafted by yeah, the Lakers. Lakers. He was by uh, Hornets Charlotte. Yeah. yeah, Charlotte Hornets. So he wouldn't like traded to the yeah, Lakers. Yeah, he wouldn't have thought, oh, this kid is gonna make it be the next thing. But boy, did he really grind and work hard. And it kind of gives the kids of today, like, look, as long as you put your mind to it, as long as you put your mind to your graft or whatever you love, then you can accomplish whatever you want. Like. What is he the fourth? Is he third or fourth highest? Fourth, fourth, uh, yeah. because LeBron, LeBron passed him. Yeah. Thirty-three thousand and six hundred and so, so he's he's really cemented his name in that legacy, and it's it's a, it's a great honor to be um giving him the Hall of Famer that he's going to get towards Definitely. the end of the year. Posthumous. I just think the saddest thing with Kobe Bryant is the fact that he was entering his second career almost. He finished his NBA career, and mm. the second career was obviously he made Dear Basketball, that beautiful mm. film that got an Oscar. He was looking after his daughter. Gigi, who also passed away in the fatal crash, along with seven others. And he was monitoring and nurturing her career and pushing for the WNBA and wanting to see his daughter succeed. And I think that's the saddest thing. The fact that he was so successful in his NBA career and his second career, this almost mogul career, Mm, was starting to form and was onto amazing things. But unfortunately, he was cut short. And I just think it goes to show that today, whoever you know, grudges, whatnot, just push them to the side. Mm, life's too short. Life's too short. You gotta just gotta make the most out of every single moment. Like even silly as it sounds, me and my sister we fight all the time, and you just you just gotta appreciate what you have around you, the family, the fam, even the family you don't have. Just appreciate what you have around you, cause you never know how long you're gonna have it for. And like we saw, that life can get cut in an instant, and when it's and when it's gone, it's gone. So whatever's closest to you, whether it's your dog, your cat, your phone that you're listening to Jab and Weave, hold it tight. <laughs> just just listen, guys. Just listen. Yeah, like I've got Sean in front of myself and those don't, words are hitting deep. Don't touch me. I'm not, I'm, not, I'm not touching you. I'm not touching you. I'm just saying, you know, it's good to know that, you know, we've got good pals around and it's a good mm. support system. And I mean, more than ever in boxing, these things happen all the time. It's, you know, you see fatal deaths happen all the oh, time yeah. in boxing. It's quite a few. There was only like three or four last year exactly. um, in 2019. And that's why we saw so many um, refs kind of stop the fight early. And I guess when, when the refs are in the ring and they can see the opposition, the fighters' eyes... And they can see that this guy's disorientated. We might think, oh, that stoppage was a bit too early. Oh, come on, he could have left it. But life, like, life is, is sacred. Like I said, fatal accident. Oh, oh, yeah, we love the knockout. Oh, we love seeing whoever's head hit the ca- uh, canvas or whatever. But once you're done, you're done. And even touching on that, one fighter that kind of scares me, I know this isn't what we're meant to talk about, but one fighter that scares me is David Allen. Oh, yeah. He's, oh, he's, a, great, he's a great fighter, but... David Price schooled him, like, yeah. sca- scary schooled him. Yeah. And scary. And he even said, like, he, he was gone. He was unconscious. He had to get rushed to hospital. And even when he was, I think, after the um, after he had an interview afterwards from hospital, and he said, yeah, that could have been the end of me. Why is he now getting back in the ring? I know he has a lot of school, but oh, no disrespect to him. He's a great fighter. I, I, I commend his bravery for getting in the ring because... Well, I was going to say something I can never You've got to have balls to get into the yeah, ring, you know? You've yeah, you've got to have balls, but if you know that same sport can kill you, like, if you know that same sport, you were clinging onto your life, why, why would you again kind of jump back in again? Like, it's just, I don't know. It is crazy. And I mean, I mean, the one fire I think of in recent times that was scary was Nick Blackwell against Chris Eubank oh, yeah, when yeah. Chris Eubank Sr. got into the ring and told Eubank for whatever reason he mean he himself said it was tactically but he was said he said to Junior listen aim for the body don't go for the head yeah, yeah, yeah. And look what happened after that for Nick Blackwell went into a coma he's, obviously, yeah. he's never going to box ever again it's life changing yeah, yeah, yeah. and that's the thing with this Kobe Bryant tragic death that unfortunately this is what happened 
And it just goes to show, I mean, you look at the outpouring in the NBA, Shaquille O'Neal, Michael Jordan, LeBron James, all of them, yeah. even, even players, young players, Trey Young, young all players, of them, yeah. even players you haven't even heard of from the era of Kobe Bryant, we're talking Tracy McGrady, how devastated they were to hear about this. And it just goes to show, wherever they are, loved ones, whatnot, make sure you hold on to them and just say how much you appreciate them because you can't take it for granted, as Sean said. But for now, we honour Kobe Bryant. Mm. We're coming up to eight minutes. He wore number eight jersey. You That's a good mean? time to finish his Kobe Bryant time, tribute yeah. and move on to what we're going to be talking about today. And obviously, Kobe was one of the biggest, one of the greatest icons. Talking about one of the biggest in the boxing scene. Your is he your guy? He's not my guy anymore after this. After the news I've heard, it's because he doesn't like meat eaters, <laughs> you know, from Mexico. He's, he's not my guy, but Sal Alvarez, Sal oh, Canelo yeah. Alvarez. This is opening a can of worms now, <laughs> this, isn't this it? This is. This is going to be some dirty worms. I'll tell you that. So, for those of you who may not know. He's, um, his next fight opponent has been announced. And all I'm going to say is I, I am, I'm not happy at all. I'm sure none of us are happy. It's not the fight we would have wanted to see. Even the, even the Billy Joes and the Callum Smiths, I don't even know if they're the fights others wanted to see. Maybe they're the ones we would have allowed. Maybe some British fans would have <clears> not minded. For me, I think I would have preferred to see them go against Demetrius Andrade, another topic which we'll come on to, but... Canelo Alvarez, if he's fighting, I'll let you butcher his name. You know me and my my. Pork. I, 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 <laughs> I mean, he sa- he says that, but then what's he had for lunch recently? <laughs> you know, he's not going to dwell into that. But uh, I believe it's Murata Kyoto Murata, Murata. but mm. he's another middleweight. Obviously, he's got the WBA regular belt. Now, for those I think around the world, we're unanimous in saying what is the point of having the WBA super belt and the WBA regular. It's good and it's, it's, it's better to have clarity by having one champion as opposed yeah. to having two. It's like the heavyweight division. We have the WBA regular and the WBA the super. WBA. Joshua's got one, Manuel Charles got the other. It's, for me, it's just not, it's not right. But going towards Canelo Alvarez. Now, Sean knows I've got big ratings Canelo Alvarez. He's mm. fifty-three, one and two. He's only lost coming to Floyd Mayweather of, when he was coming the through the ranks. In right now, he is. He's. I would say he's the biggest name in boxing. Would you say he's bigger than AJ? I've had this debate with someone who's who who attracts more fans, who gets more eye, who gets more eyes on boxing, whether it's Canelo or Joshua. And I said it's Joshua. I think it's debatable. So I'd say Africa, Joshua's got yeah. the Hispanic, South American, Latin America. Oh, yeah. That's all Canelo. What about America? America, though? I'd say Canelo's bigger than Josh because Josh has only fought there once. I know yeah. he's heavyweight, but and it did, that did not turn out well. That did not turn out well <laughs> at all. And the, ironically, the guy who beat him was also Mexican, yeah, so that mean. adds to it. Um, I think obviously across Europe. here, yeah, Europe is going to be Joshua. Because so like Joshua beat Klitschko. Klitschko was massive in the European I landscape. See, yeah. uh, going towards Far East Asia. Not, boxing's not as big there, but I, I would say Canelo. So, I, I'll, really? say, I'll say Canelo. Even after Saudi Arabia? For the Middle East, differently. Mm. But for Far East Asia, so I'm talking the uh, Oriental area, okay. I'd, I'd say probably, probably thingy. Um, Canelo. Canelo, even though Pacquiao's still massive there. But yeah, Canelo. Yeah. But Canelo Alvarez, you see the fires he's fought in the previous couple of years. So obviously... He fought twice against Golovkin. Yeah, then big fight, big for massive. Mo- yeah, and that was a middleweight. And he moved up to, to face Rocky Fielding, won the super middleweight championship there. Then he went back down, fought Danny Jacobs. He's got three belts. Then he's gone up to fight Sergey Kovalev, a light heavyweight. Yeah. So he's going up the weights and you're thinking, right, I like where you know Canelo's going. He's got this massive yeah. DAZN contract. He's fighting all these big names. Who's next? Andrade, 
uh, Callum Smith, even the Billy Joe, even the Triple G maybe. trilogy, even maybe <clears throat> just to put it out there, Chris Eubank Jr. Oh, even 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 I'm not going to say he should fight him, but maybe even the better be about like heavyweight. There's fighters out there yeah. for Canelo, but this fight, I must admit, as a Canelo fan, I just don't see the logic. I don't see it. Cinco de Mayo's massive in Mexico. Yeah, it's on that week and they're scheduling. And you're game. fighting a, a fighter who's very much unknown. I don't, know, I don't know any. I don't know any of his oppositions. I know he's sixteen and two. I think the two fighters he lost to, I think he avenged as well. I believe. Oh, did he? Okay. I believe so. I guess so, that's good. But revenge. still, who is he? I don't yeah. know him. I guess. I guess they're going to go down the avenue of uh, we want to, um, you uh, like secure the WBA titles, uh, yeah. cement uh, pedigree legacy. But for me. It's the thing we can know. What's he going for? Like you said before, he's gone from the super super middle to the middle to the lightweight or uh, light heavy. What what does he want? Does he want to cement another um, unification, another division, or is he looking just to get the big money fights? Or is he looking for easy way out? He's got the zone contracts. We don't know what that means because look at him, Tyson. Yeah, yeah. Tyson Fury with his ESPN. He went to Fort Wallin and uh, what's the other bum? Schwartz. Tom Schwartz. Bum. You want to step in the ring with him? He's calling what, him a Tom bum. Schwartz? I'll, I'll batter him. <laughs> I'm this guy. Tom Schwartz, mate. If you're listening, I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah. I'll get yeah. up. You have to get 10 plumbers to do ten you. 10 plumbers, mate. Honestly. No, I'll batter Schwartz, I think. I'll rate myself. I've been, I've been doing a bit of shadow boxing oh, in the mirror. God. Jesus I'm Christ. Quite quick. <laughs> no, but moving, moving back to the point... Um, what was I saying? So Canelo, I kind of need to. Uh, I'm from this Maratta deal or whatever we're hearing. I'm Whenever you say that, I just think of Alvaro Maratta. Every time, Maratta, yeah. I'm not to say it. Maratta is better. Maratta, all right. That sounds nicer. Right, sorry. We're not speaking in the Japanese tone, but you know, Maratta. Maratta. That's better. That's better. Murata. That's better. That's Murata. better. Well, with this Maratta fight, I'm I'm trying to gauge what what does he want to do? What's his next step? All right, let's say he takes this fight, beat not uh, TKO in the eighth round. What next? What 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 do, what do the people want to see? And even is he going to fight again this year? And he has to. Are we going to see? Are we going to see what we want? Are we going to see the Billy Joe, the Callum Smith? On it, for on me, it. for me, I want to see Andrade. That is it for me. I think Andrade will be a challenge for him. The southpaw, he's slick, he's fast, he comes at you. I've, Andrade is a great fighter, and I don't think these other people in the lightweight and in the middleweight, sorry, and the super middle are giving him the respect he's he deserves. I, I agree. I think he's a, he's a fighter. He's he's very good. It's annoying and me that he's, he's fighting on a Friday. Why is he fighting on a Friday for? I don't understand it myself with the with the Making logic. Making him look like that. he's a JD next gen fighter. <laughs> what is that about? Give the guy his credit, man. Miami fight night. Come on. I mean, the whole WBA is rubbish. Ryoto Murata, you know, whatever we want to say, he's champion. But I definitely do say with the middleweight division, now that obviously Mayweather's. I know people keep you know talking about Mayweather's coming back, etc. But yeah. since Mayweather retired, Canelo's been the biggest star in the US. Mm. I would say, especially in that middleweight division. Exactly, now, yeah. he conquers, and well, well, he's the biggest. Well, I'd I'd say Golovkin ran it actually for a while until yeah. they had their little encounter. I I yeah. thought Golovkin was the next best thing. I he he was scary him. I, th- I would say but demolish Kel Brook. Can- I know, but Can- Canelo's counterpunching is yeah, um, know, he's too good. He's too good. I know Triple G's got a chin, mm. but tell you what, Canelo's slick boxing is unbelievable. Tri- Triple G's got a chin, but Canelo's got a chinny chin chin. You know what I mean? <laughs> no, honestly, he, he eats them up, and he's he's slick. 
No pun. Oh, I'm going to do this every week. No pun, but the kid knows how to juggle weed. You know what, you know what I mean? You should see the way he says it. He's got this smirk on his face. He's got the hands out. Next time, he's going to pop the jab and weave when he says it. He yeah, he can't, can't be giving it away. He can't be giving it away. But you know what I mean? He is, he, Canelo, is a, he's a beautiful fighter. There's, there's no question about it. If it comes to football, Canelo is the Liverpool. But right now, he's got... Right now, Canelo's gone through the Man Cities, the Chelsea's, the United. Now he wants to go face Burnley. Uh, not even Burnley, that's disrespect to them. He's going to face Watford. Yeah, you want to be going to the who Champions wa- League. Who and... wants to watch Liverpool versus Watford? No, you maybe, want to see... Maybe you're going to see a couple goals, but no one wants to watch You want to be seeing Liverpool, Paris Saint-Germain. You want you to be I mean? seeing Liverpool, Juventus, Liverpool, Real Madrid, yeah. Liverpool, Barcelona. You want to see the, the big borders, boys, yeah. Exactly, the You want to see the big boys. And I would say with, with Triple G, for example, he's got the uh, IBF title. Mm. Andrade's got the WBO. There's some massive fights... For Triple G, not super middle, but a middleweight. Yeah, there is. And now it just begs the question of, right, Triple G, uh, sorry, Canelo, the next fight, because he always fights twice a year. Twice a In year. September, when he fights, it has to be a big boy. It has to, yeah. But the question that I'm going to pose to you is, where does that leave Callum Smith and Billy Joe? Does that mean that Callum Smith and Billy Joe are going to fight and whoever wins will fight Canelo in Boy, September? That, that, that's, you know what? I Hats off to you. That is perfect. Callum Smith, Billy Joe have a British... British fight dust off. up, beautiful yeah. dust up. Summer, summer fight. That I'm, on that. I'm on that. I'm on that. Could they do Wembley? No, maybe no, Anfield. <sighs> for Liverpool, what's, what's, fifty-five thousand. Fifty-five. Yeah, that's yeah, that's more realistic. O2, they will definitely do that. Um, they could even. Well, they might do Manchester Arena to be fair. Yeah, but then again, you're right. A stadium fight would be wicked. To yeah, watch. I think Billy Joe Callum Smith. That would be a great showdown. Great it, for the it's British only fair. Fans. Whoever wins that and winner gets Canelo. Yeah, winner gets Canelo. Uh, Canelo. Bloody hell, is that new fighter? Yeah. <laughs> winner gets um, Canelo. We're saying Calypso for a second. <laughs> Calypso, you know what I mean? Could do with one in the summer. To be fair, I'd do a Capri Sun mate. Oh yeah. <laughs> but um, yeah, the winner gets Canelo. Maybe October, November. Great way to end the year. Yeah, I mean, I'm down yeah. for that. And then in the in the meantime, Andrade, where's he gonna go? Because obviously he's fighting uh, this week. What what's gonna happen with that? Um, Andrade's fighting. He's is it is mandatory or I think he's quite highly rated. Keller, Keller, Keller. Oh, me and my names, guys. You're gonna. Have I to think of uh, whenever someone says Keller, I think of um. This is not going to give anything away, but I think of the uh, general manager for the UK. Oh. You know, you know. You shouldn't have done that. That is naughty. It's naughty, but they won't know. They'll think, they who the hell's Keller? Mm. Is it Keller or Keeler? Mikkel Ke- Kessler. I don't K-E-E-L-E-R. know. I'm not good with names, guys. I'm so sorry. English was not my forte. Luke Keeler. Keeler. Jesus Christ. I'm going to have to go get checked up soon. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Keeler, you know what I mean? He's quite highly rated in the W. So this will be what? This will be his third defence, Demetrius Andrade. So he's definitely Mm. solidified himself as the WBO middleweight champion. So I think for Andrade, he's another fighter that needs some big names now. And I think after this fight, I think a good fight would be, and I would like to watch it, I'd pay to watch Andrade against Triple G. And if Triple G can't make that fight, I just want to see some unification. They're big fights. And Mm. if not... I'd love to see Andrade versus Chris Eubank Jr. Eubank Jr. Just because I, I, I'm not saying Eubank's a very slick boxer. He's not a boxer's boxer. What division is he trying right. to claim now? He's trying to go from middleweight to super middleweight. I mean, you say that, but then his house got robbed the other day. Yeah. So <laughs> I think he's working his security yeah. defense before looking at anything. Honestly, that video was hilarious. That was video. That was that was that cracks me up. Honestly. You jokers! Yeah. If you checked here. You would have found this watch. You scumbags. <laughs> I was just expecting Chris Eubank Studio to come up and like, yeah. you think you're a rude boy? <laughs> that was a stupendous thief. <laughs> <laughs> These are smart terms. Yeah. 
stupendous thievery. <laughs> no, they are. They're, them two, they're a funny little duo, them two. But then, you know what? I haven't said that. Scene is a lot of scene. Like, the dad's a lot more... He's not really on the scene ever since he's moved to America. Yeah. Uh, new tra- it's good, uh, I don't though. Know trainer's name. It's good, though. I mean, if as a boxer, do you want to take impetus and take control? Or do you want your dad to kind of still be there? Him, yeah. yeah, he could still be there. Because Chris Eubank Sr. is an absolute legend. Especially in British boxing. In the world, he is as well. But he's a legend. And, you know, you can't say no to your father at the end of the day. Mm. However, you still need to be independent. I mean, you look at Floyd Mayweather. His dad obviously wanted to have a massive influence on his career, and so did his uncle as well, Roger Mayweather. Mm. But Floyd always said, it's me. It's always been me. Yeah, he still had, you know, advice from his family members, but it was always Floyd. Always has been and always will be Floyd. Mm. Alongside, obviously, Leonard Ellaby as well. The big boys. But it was always Floyd Mayweather. So it also it makes you question. It's good to have your dad around. Look at Tyson Fury. Mm. His dad's there, but he's not that much in the picture. In the picture yeah. I mean, you do hear him every now and then, and he does he's come out with some. With them, Huey as yeah, well, you he? do hear him come out with some great stuff sometimes. I'll tell you that. But <laughs> he's he's not he's not as out there as Chris Eubank Senior was for was, Eubank yeah. and controlled his career. A lot more of the scene, even um, kind of bit. Oh, you know what? Oh, I keep dibbling and dabbling so. Many They're still middleweight. They're still the similar yeah. similar weight. I, I was going to say, I'd love to see uh, Ben Eubank. Oh, the for kids. the old, for, yeah, yeah, for the uh, for my da- this is for my dad. Throwback that would be. Ben can revenge. Tell you what, those fights, the Eubank Ben fights were unbelievable. It was just pure rivalry. It's just what I love. You gotta love it. I mean, mean, obviously, middleweight division, watch this space because there's going to be some interesting developments. Obviously, now that Canelo's obviously scheduled that fight, Andrade's got this fight coming up. Watch this scene, folks. This middleweight division is going to be interesting. You think Andrade will definitely win, eh? I think think he wins that fight. I I don't know too much about Luke Keeler. He's Andrade. Let's have a look. He's had 17 or so fights. Two losses and a draw. I don't know. Listen, you never know. It's nice to see the Cinderella story. It is. You know, James Braddock from the uh, Irish. Prohibition era. Yeah, we'll have a great following. The Irish always come out for their droves. We saw that mm. with Conor McGregor recently. Mm. You know, they always come out in their force and they'll always create a great atmosphere. Steve Collins back in the 80s when he fought Eubank. You know, there's always great following with the Irish. But for Andrade... He wins this fight. This is going to open many doors because I think Eddie's going to get the next big fight for Andrade, whether that be a unification with Triple G because Triple G's also with the zone. Yeah, easy to make. Whether Andrade moves up, fights Danny Jacobs as super middleweight. Mm. You know, there's there's fights out there. He's, not, he's, he's quite big, isn't he? Yeah, he's a he's a big he's a big middleweight he's a big compared boy. to some of the other guys. Yeah, he's a big boy. Some of them five five eight five nine. Yeah, so he's six a big foot. boy. He is quite. Th- I'm not going to say. I want to let you say it, but. He's quite thick. <laughs> With three C's. He's a meaty boy. He's got some beef on him. He's quite toned as well. So he could, like you said, he could easily step up to super middleweight. So I think he can do damage. I think, like you said previously, maybe step up the opponent. I don't I don't think they're going to match him against Triple G so soon. He is good. He's a southpaw. I, I rate him highly. I think he will beat Triple G, but I don't I don't see Eddie Hearn you doing think, that. You think? Really? Yeah. yeah. Triple G is old, to be I fair. I think Triple G is, is, is losing it. He's slowly... Yeah. He was poor. I mean, I'm not saying he was poor. winding down. If you look at that fight against Devryachenko, his previous fight, folks, mm. um, honestly, that was the first yeah, fight. Like, Triple G beating, got yeah. a bit of a beat in that fight. Yeah, he won Tri- the fight. You know what Triple G reminds me of? Go on. Our, lo- our, our favourite team, Man United. Oh, God. Back then, in all the glory, winning everything, looked on... Fergie time. Yeah, Fergie yeah. time, everything. And now... Got your new manager, you've gone through your Moises, your Van Gaals, all of it. And Triple G actually changed trainer, didn't he? Yeah. And he's slowly, he's not looking the same, he's winding down, he's losing that speed, he's losing that strength. And it's nothing It's nothing but age, really, because what else could it be? I guess 
when you're in the game so much, there's there's only yeah, so much been, damage he, you can honestly, take. Honestly, if you look at Golovkin, he has had a very stellar amateur background. Oh, yeah. I oh, mean, amateur, yeah, yeah, yeah. Honestly, when people talked about Triple G, they were like, right, who is this guy he's from Kazakhstan? Yeah, What's he done? Coming, yeah. If you look at what Triple G has won, so he's been to Olympic Games, he's won silver there, he won World Championships, he won Asian Championships, he won the World Cup, he's been there and he's done everything. Mm. And boxing takes his toll on you. Oh, let's just... Oh, yeah, Triple G is... Let's just say, if he was on LinkedIn, he wouldn't struggle to get a job, honestly. His CV <laughs> is stacked up, mate. You know, the fight, I mean, but, the one thing I wish a Triple G always did is I wish he moved up to uh, super, super middleweight middle, yeah. and fought Andre Ward. Oh, yeah, you know... Oh, thank you. That super fight, You're Jesus speaking Christ. my language. I'm not very good with English, but you are speaking <laughs> He speaks the Cockney English, <laughs> that's why. I speak the Cockney Essex, you know what I mean? Oh, giving away my location, Jeez, careful. But you, you, know, you're giving, you haven't given away your job yet, you haven't given <laughs> no, your age away, but you've given your location now, so... No, be careful now. Station's going to be rammed. <laughs> <laughs> no, but like you said, I wish you really... Him and on, uh, Andre Ward, that would have been an absolute sceptical. Like, I, I think it could have been bigger than um, uh, Kovalev Ward. I th- yeah, I agree. Because Golovkin, my God, the hype train he had. I'm not saying oh, it was yeah. a hype train, but the amount of people that were Two, backing Golovkin. 2013 to 2015, he, big, he was the biggest, best, everything. He was on the scene... I rated Golovkin. Everyone was scared. He was killing uh, yeah, people. Yeah, I was scared of him. He was like Ivan Drago. He wasn't killing people like yeah. that. He was Ivan Drago. He was knocking out people like Club Lang. He's knocking out people. Yeah, he, yeah is that, and that's the thing. With middleweights, it's so rare that there's so many knockouts and TKOs, but he was knocking people out. And I thought, boy, this guy's got some power. He's got the him. highest knockout to win ratio in middleweight championship history yeah. of 89.7%. What the actual heck? Damn, coming up a maths teacher with them stats. <laughs> <laughs> I bloody mean, hell. English maths, what can't you do? I mean, I did do maths at A level, so, oh, you know. Bloody hell. You know, it makes sense. What, do you want to leave the podcast? He's tutoring as well, son. Uh, listen, I'm not, I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm not saying I'm going to join, but, you know, the offer's out there for anyone. You know, if you want classes on how to differentiate, integrate, whatnot, get I'm here. Get Shout me out. With the A level And then you can, you know, get Sean for English lessons. You know, we, got, we got all bases covered, it's not a problem. Mate, I can't teach you no English, I'll tell you that. But yeah, no, middleweights, I think it's going to be very interesting this year. Mm. See what happens. I think the fight definitely, I really want to happen now, is, is Billy Joe, Callum Smith, whoever wins that. Mm. You have the respect of Canelo. And you get to have the right to fight Canelo. It's only fair. And there is some good uh, middleweights that we're missing out, the likes of Mingueer. Oh, yeah. You know, I, I, you know about Mungia. Yeah, I have been going on about that guy yeah. for a very long time. He's got a very good record. 30, is it 32? 32? He's undefeated as well. See, when so, we talked about prospects last time, mm. I wasn't sure to mention Jaime Munguia. Now you're thinking, yeah, he's 23, so he's in the threshold, but yeah. he's fought 35 times, he's fought a lot of times, and he's a champion, he's a light middleweight champion. Is he a champion? He's a champion, he's been, he won the light middleweight championship, I believe, oh, in 2018. He, he, I know he, he had a decision against Callum Smith's brother, Liam yeah, Smith, yeah, Liam, and he absolutely battered him to pillar and post, but if you look at... Pillar and post. <laughs> yeah, if you look at that. boxing record of Munguia, I'm pretty sure it's 35 and 0, 28 knockouts. Oh, yeah, 28 right, knockouts. Yeah. He's amazing. He's the yeah, next best thing, cool. I think, Mexico. After Canelo, he's the next one. I know people going about Ryan Garcia, but I'm telling you now, Mungia, he's the one to watch. Mm. We've got the um, Charlo brother that we're missing out. He's solid in the middleweight. Listen, it's, it's interesting. Like, I can't wait this year. I think middleweight's that division that, for me growing up, the middleweight's that I love to watch because the heavyweight division wasn't as big for myself and Sean when we were growing up. Yeah, there was fighters there, mm. like your Klitschko's. And Klitschko was really dominating. Yeah, and yeah. then David Hay slowly came and we oh, were David, kind of a little yeah. bit, not older, but near towards 10 years. Mm. Well, I'm not trying to give our age yeah. away. I don't want to play a guess who <laughs> game, but 
that's when you know we started you know seeing the heavyweights but middleweight was massive then so you know you had the Welsh dragon Joe Calzaghe seeing him fight all the time was great then obviously you had Bernard Hopkins he was amazing the alien from Philadelphia you're going to bring one to my favourite who Roy Jones Jr no No, there's one more but he's super middleweight I know Ah, the the Cobra the Cobra the kid himself I tell you what Carl Froch is one of my one of the guys that actually got into boxing mate I tell you what, I was at, what was I, secondary school year, seven, year eight. And all I remember was like seeing, I was in the lunch line getting some food. Just see a circle, just see people running towards a massive circle around two guys. I was thinking, hang on guys, let me get my butter roll quickly. <laughs> Got my food now, run towards a circle. I see two kids taking off their blazers. Oh, I'm going to bat you, I'm going to bat you. Not, not to me, obviously, in the circle. Don't want to say that to yeah. you, don't want to say that to you. <laughs> like, to be fair, I was quite small back then, but hey, I... But he was like, I'm going to batter you. And I was thinking, oh, what's going on here? Then all of his mates were like, oh, all of So they, it was like a year eight. So someone in my year versus uh, one of the oldest, year nine. So the year nine was like, I'm going to kill you. I'm going to batter you. I was thinking, oh, what's going on here? Then his mates were like, oh, he's going to kill him. He's going to kill him. I was thinking, kill him? Well, I've seen Batman kill people in, in the cinema. What's he going to do? He's going to do nothing. Like, oh, he's a boxer. He's a boxer. I was thinking, what's so great about a boxer? Nothing. Mate, went home that night, watched some Carl Froch, thinking, what is boxing? Typed it up. And then ever since then, just been watching the Cobra, just, just dominating. Just that chi- When we talk about chinny chin chins, that, that is a Cobra. He's got a chin. The gods chiseled him, mate. Because that kid, he takes a kid, old enough to be my dad. <laughs> he takes a punch, eats it up, and just keeps going, keeps going. When it comes to heart, there's no one that's got more heart than Carl Froch. You reckon? You that, oh, no, this is coming deep from your I, heart, man. Jesus I know, Christ. I know. Carl Frosch got heart. Carl Frosch, he even wants to get back in the game, doesn't he? Yeah. And even say, well, well I'm fighting for the 80,000 pounds for the Wembley. You know, he's always got to get that in always as well. He's got to get that in. He, he reckons he could have had um, Andre Ward. No, nah, I don't. Andre Ward schooled him. Let's, yeah, let's, let's not forget, folks. Andre Ward schooled him in the, uh, the World Championship boxing. This was around 2011 when there was yeah, six of the well, big, yeah. big fighters were fighting. Um, the fight that I always remember for Carl Frotch was. Um, against uh, Jermaine Taylor when he was losing Ooh, that fight yeah. and in the last round he had nice. to knock him out and he knocked Don't him out yeah, it was amazing I was like Carl Froch what a, what a machine even the Kessler number, uh, even Kessler one and two was great yeah. Carl Froch, he, whenever you watch Carl Froch it's never a bad fight because yeah. he leaves himself open and you just think what is this guy doing and he just he takes it yes he jabs and yes he gets a jab in there yes he blocks and whatnot. but he just he leaves himself open and it's just it's just great to watch it's, it's just great fight yeah and I think I think you lot can definitely see that we love the middleweight division whether it be light middleweight super middleweight or just just classic middleweight we absolutely love it so that's just there and obviously before you had your Marvin Hagler's your Tommy Hearns Roberto Duran Sugar Ray Leonard mm. We oh, love sure, it. Right. <laughs> you know, we love... We, middleweight division is such an underrated division. Mm, I mean, is, the yeah. fight for me that I loved growing up... Uh, I mean, Sean mentioned Carl Frotch. One of them was, was Roy Jones Jr. Mm. Can't be touched, you know, <laughs> as, as that song goes. But honestly, Roy Jones Jr. was amazing. And for a fighter that went from the middleweight division through the ranks and won a title at heavyweight, for whatever reason, whether he was on steroids or not... He was on something for sure, I'll tell you that. But to say that he won a middleweight... Went to super, super middleweight, went through the ranks, light, heavy. Everything, cruiser. And he went heavyweight and won a belt. It's crazy. And honestly, I do say to people, if you want to see a boxer who was just amazing, Roy Jones Jr. is that guy. When you saw him in the ring... He was well size on his side, though. He had yeah. a good stature, to be fair, to be able to go up and down the rank. And, uh, the How, like he was that. just amazing to watch. The, the panache, I always say that word, the vavavoom, as Thierry Henry <laughs> is called. He just had something about him, Roy Jones. 
and I mean obviously back then had the fight night games back on PS2 mm. and Xbox <laughs> they were great to play as well but the middleweight division is definitely something we, we love to talk about and it's definitely something to monitor talking about things we love to talk about let's talk about the biggest star in the in the UK scene that everyone loves to talk about in boxing, which is the man Tyson Fury. No, <laughs> get out of here, AJ Anthony Joshua. Two time, two time. Oh, that that was cringy when it was like, uh, "Have you heard? There might be a third. Oh, oh God, it's like be quiet. It's like first one to say, <laughs> Bismillah. <laughs> just love it. Just suck it up to the Arabs. I'll just suck it up to them. Yeah, get your get your paycheck. Get that PayPal details, mate. Yeah. And he goes, "Oh, so nice. I had to do it twice." I was thinking, "Well, it wasn't nice because you lost, but you had to yeah. come back." And then he goes, "Have you heard? There's gonna be a third. I was oh, thinking, just oh, like, be quiet, AJ, yeah. Josh. We like you, but come on, mate." The humble went out the wind. I know, yeah. Out the wind. It went right over his head. But to be fair, I'd be happy as well. He did. He performed well against the. Um, unless, well, if you don't know what we're talking about. Then you might as well sign out. No, I'm joking. No. <laughs> you don't know what we're talking about. We're talking about the rematch with um, Ruiz. And again, he changed his style. He slick, came in slimmer. Really, no pun, but you know. Jabbing, Look jabbing. at him, he's, he's, doing the, he's doing it right there. He's doing it. Cheeky jabbing, jabbing, weaving. So he, he stuck to the game plan. He put on a great performance against Ruiz Jr. in that rematch. And for those of you, you who may not know, Eddie Hearn is kind of pointed and signalled that the his next fight will be when did you say it was sorry? Uh, end of May, June time. May, June, so summer, and we're looking at a fight against Pulev. So From that Bulgaria. is for the is that WBA? Uh, that's for all the belts. So that is WBA Super. No, but is, IBF. He, is Pulev WBA mandatory? No, no, so he's the you're correct. He's the IBF mandatory. Oh, IBF he's been the IBF mandatory since uh I believe 2017, because he fought Carlos Takam in 2017. Uh, yeah. And ironically, the fighter he was meant to fight that day, Joshua, was Kubrat Pulev. Yeah, but Pulev... Um, pulled out. Pulled out, yeah. And this whole time, Pulev has always been talking up, you know, I'm going to fight um, Joshua. But it hasn't happened. He hasn't materialised. Joshua's obviously been involved in some big fights himself. He went through the, you know, both Ruiz matches mm. the previous year. So Pulev is looking like he's going to be able to take that fight. Now, let's look at Pulev. He's got a boxing record of 28-1. and one, That one loss being to Klitschko. But let's look at Pulev. He's got a pretty decent, he got a pretty, pretty decent amateur not background. Just, not just a loss, he knocked him out. Knocked yeah, I mean, that's clean. Klitschko. That's Klitschko in a nutshell. But if you look at the amateur record of uh, Pulev, you see he's won bronze at the World Championships before, the European. He's won a gold. He's won a bronze. He's got a pretty decent boxing pedigree. Yeah, he's got, a, he's got a good amateur pedigree behind him. He's, got, he's gone through these opponents. I think last fight, was it November or so? Yeah, against uh, Rydell Booker. It's where he, the, um, a unanimous decision. That's where that speculation came about. That's oh, what yeah. put on a, oh, God, yeah. a little break for a while. <laughs> that was really awkward to that me. Was, I don't know yeah. why I did that with a reporter. I just love the fact that he tried to kind of say it wasn't his fault. Yeah. Like, <laughs> covering up was like, Mate, can you not we see? We saw what you done. We see. Everyone can see. I've got glasses on and you know I can I mean? still see. Even if I take my glasses <laughs> off, I could still see. I'm short-sighted and I could see a mile away what you did. It's like, come on now. Yeah, but... But honestly, you look at the fight since. Um, obviously, he fought Chisora before, split decision win. He fought Huey Fury recently. I watched that one, yeah. That he, decision. Oh, Huey Fury, he didn't really... He just stuck on the defence, just yeah. letting him come at him. And I was thinking, come on. I think Huey Fury's got a lot of talent. He's got he's got the Fury name, the Fury blood. He's got it in him, so he just needs to maybe leave his dad. I think his dad's his main trainer. I just, I just think Fury. for me personally, I think Huey Fury's good, but he's not as good as 
his dad makes out. Plus, yeah. the na- like you said, the name. He's got the Fury name. He's got the Gypsy Blood. Yeah. So <laughs> that always will help. But I mean, looking at it, this Pulev um, Joshua fight, it's gonna be one winner, Sean. Yeah, it's gotta be. It's I gotta mean, be AJ. But uh, given you know, I was talking with someone else. Think they were saying that they think Joshua will carry on this new slim, slick style. But he, I said mm. it's not gonna suffice. Suffice is that the word? It's not gonna suffice in the um, heavyweight division. I mean, especially the likes. If he wants to come against a Wilder, uh, not even let's not even go that far. Let's go against a Fury. Fury's slicker and slicker, quicker and meaner yeah. than him. Uh, yeah, if he's, so, Joshua's going to beat Fury, he's going to be by, yeah. by knockout, isn't it? So, but if you look at if you look at Pulev, he's thirty eight. He's not like Ruiz. He's going to come obviously. He's taller. Six yeah, six, He's a bit four. bigger. He's he's going to be ploddy, which means Joshua. He's going to Joshua's going to basically fight similar, I think, to how he fought against Ruiz okay. because. He's quite flat-footed, Pulev, and he's quite big. So if you think about it, Joshua wants to be the slimmer guy, pop his jab off, mm. and when he, when he, obviously when Pulev is hurt, then he can come in and load his shots. But I think Joshua, I think he's going to probably win that fight within six rounds and move on to the other fight in later in the year. But Pulev, you know what? Mandatories are there for a reason. Yeah, they are. You know, it's yeah. like homework. Yeah, but you've got to get your homework done. You got. You can't just say no. We say mandatories are there for a reason. The longest reigning mandatory. Think he deserves a crown for how long he's been there, Dylan White. Oh god, when, yeah, that's correct. That's a fair point. Well, sure. When is he going to get a shot? Because if we're saying yeah, because oh, the fight we the fight we want as fight, as boxing fans is either Joshua Fury, Joshua Wilder. Yeah. If we're saying oh mandatory mandatories, all right, pay Dylan White his respect, give him his mandatory that's shot. A fair point. But no, WBC can wiggle and worm their way out of contracts and mandatories. Oh, he's uh, he's been uh, tested positive for drugs. Got tested positive with the British board, not VADA. So WBC should have any say in it at all. It's he's been treated quite badly for me, Dylan White. I mean, I just, Dylan White. This is how bad it is. He could get tested positive for the coronavirus. Yeah, <laughs> and he still wouldn't get a title you shot. Know what I mean? You know what I mean? Like, they they can give him everything, and he won't get it. Dylan White could probably beat Wilder, and they'd say no. The fight was, it was a fake fight. It was an exhibition. Yeah, or well, it's like there's, there's some there's it's Tyson in Dylan White's yeah, body or some some know, crap like that. They're, they're really against him. I feel like he deserves. I feel he deserves a shot against. It's gonna be the. It's gonna be next year against Wilder or Fury. It has to be because the yeah, WBC but, is but then mandatory. Everyone is really pushing for this um, unification clash with Wilder. Well, let's just say the winner of Wilder Fury versus Joshua. And come on, that's what we're going to want that, to see over Wyatt. Of course, of course. And the time Wyatt gets his title shot, I'm sorry, but he's not going to be... Would I say... I think... Has he peaked yet? I don't know. No, not yet. Not yet. He not has yet. not peaked yet. I don't think he's peaked yet. I think he's peaked... He was coming into his peak before, obviously, what happened yeah. with the whole drug allegation. I think his peak is going to be tail end of this year going into next year because right. he's going to have that time to come back into where he was because he still Before needs to regain yeah. what he had because he was going great oh, Dylan yeah, White. he was great so in terms of mandatories no I definitely agree Dylan White has been passed up too often and he needs a fight and I think that's where recently there's been talk of obviously AJ and White shaking it down in Wembley or wherever Wembley, Twickenham yeah. it's Tottenham Hotspur Stadium wherever mm. um, there's always been talk of that but for me definitely get this Pula fight out of the way clear your mandatory nice knockout you know, and so we don't need to talk. We don't need to talk about Kiskey with Pulev mm. at all. You know, move on to bigger and better. Yeah, so one fight I'd love to see is Pulev Povetkin, mate. Just the old boys going at it. It's Two kind old of, dogs. Yeah, you know, I mean, whoever loses of... gets put down. 
the RSPCA is going to oh, be on ringside. Leave off. <laughs> no, but it's kind of like um, what did I watch the other day? Rocky, Rocky. Um, which one? Rocky Five. Was it Rocky Five? Which six? one? The one where he comes when he's like eighty-five yeah, yeah. and he's fighting uh, Antonio Tarver, yeah, yeah, aka yeah, yeah, yeah. Mason the Lion Dixon. Yeah, yeah one, Rocky Balboa. One. Yeah, two thousand six. I'm not okay. watching that in the cinema, but anyway, carry on. Great, it was great film. Great film. I just thinking. I just want to see two old guys just go at it, and I feel like they're two guys who are definitely. They've, to- they've touched the top five of the heavyweight division at some point, and I feel like it's a fight that we just want to see. It's kind of like an AJ White, just uh, a- yeah, AJ versus White, just the big boys just going at it. And if let's say uh, what's his name, Pulev loses against AJ, which he most likely will, and Povetkin, I don't know what his next move is. Maybe a Parker rematch. I think White. And Parker, uh, Hunt, uh, okay, Hunt a White, rematch, yeah, Hunt a rematch, rematch. But then, why I say Parker? Parker could be a good fight, but then I think Dylan White, Povetkin, because who's Dylan White going to fight in the interim? You know, yeah, but it's big risks and rewards. But anyway, like I was just saying, if they both lose their next match, uh, yeah. next fights, why not? You're both big guys. People will pay money for it. One final hurrah. Yeah, one yeah, one final bang, and there's your retirement. Go go find yourself a nice right care up into home, the sunset. Yeah, get a nice little couch and watch the young prospects come up you know what I mean yeah and then you could even you know train the future prospects coming from respective countries yeah, in Bulgaria exactly. and Russia so no it's a definitely a good shout but I think once obviously AJ comes through this uh, Wilder Fury I think whoever wins that fight obviously will probably be a rematch and then uh, mm. Joshua who, fight who do you think wins that just a quick one we'll go into it more um, in the next episode, I'm scared but... for Fury for other reasons which we'll talk Ooh. about we'll talk about another time obviously sure. so you're leaning towards Wilder but I'll say <laughs> Fu- I'm still going to go with the Gypsy King oh really um, I'm leaning towards Wilder but we'll have this you know, debate we'll have this, for another we'll have time, this debate you know? another time we've got, we've got all the time in the world we've you know got all I mean? the time in the world but I think obviously Fury uh, Joshua sorry comes through this then end of the year he's got to fight the winner of uh, Yusik Chizora which is looking likely for March 28th or the uh, start of April which would be fantastic to see. March. 28th is looking like Yusik Chizora, is okay, what Eddie's okay. saying, yeah. So, I mean, yeah, I'd, I'd love to good. see... Um, that'd be a great fight to see. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I obviously, it's not confirmed, so we're not going to talk too much about it. But, but me and you, if it happens in London, we'll definitely go down Yeah, we'll definitely that. go watch. That'd be a flipping Absolutely brilliant fight. spectacle. You know? I'm sure um, Eddie Home will put together a nice little undercard. With he always does for the Sky Sports yeah, London. You know the box office shows? He always puts oh, on yeah, good, yeah. good cards. It's one thing you can always write with Eddie Hearn, even if he's yeah, a bit Josh of a win. Brazzi, like, Lawrence Coley, Josh Kelly, see some young Even Buatzi, maybe. You know, mm. pros- we want to maybe see a few prospects that we've talked about in previous even, episodes. Um, I'm one young guy I'm liking, sorry, to derail. Oh, I'm like a little train service oh, no, now. Yeah. I'm, always, I'm always going off the rails. We don't say derail, maybe change course, because <laughs> yeah, derail change. has negative connotations, yeah, sorry, you know? Sorry about we went that. to the canteen and he, Sean said a word which had many negative connotations. <laughs> you should have seen the look on the guy's face, but but anyway, yeah, I know no, what you're but, saying. Um, one young uh, guy that I'm liking is Harvey Price. I know he's young yeah. in his career. He's um, 15, uh, 16, 17 or so, but he looks good. What division is he? Oh, he fought the uh, AJ undercard. Harvey Price, I'm going to say middle. Oh, no, he's not middleweight. I think I, when I say Harvey Price, for some reason, I just think of David Price and mm. I just think of uh, what Tyson Fury always said to him, <laughs> I'm going to do you some serious harm. And mm. also, when it, it sounds really bad, when you said Harvey Price and I instantly thought of Katie Price's son. Oh, stop it. No, I'm not stop saying anything. I, I didn't infer anything. I've not inferred a single thing. I just, I was like, wait, Harvey Price? Like, why is he on about him? Why is that coming With to all due respect, well? he, he can't box. No, you he know? can't. He definitely can't box. Uh, Harvey Price, what weight division is he? Oh, he's a lie. Okay, yeah, I knew he was quite a skinny guy. But he's a skinny guy and he's quite tall. But yeah, he's, um, he's yeah, he's, he's good. He's no, good. I mean, honestly, looking forward, you six is whoever wins that, AJ will fight later. So then, that's AJ tied up for the year, to be honest with you. He's not fighting. I'd love to have seen him watch fight three times, but it's not, it's not feasible. Mm. So he'll fight twice. And then 2021 is when we'll get the big fights, which is a shame, but 
listen, we're still young men. We are. So we're all for that. So that would be good to see. But looking forward to, obviously, this Pulev Joshua fight, which is it's, it's going to be announced. It's just Eddie's just finalising the yeah, final details of where it's going to be, etc. It's got to be. It's got to be here. Joshua's got to put a performance in because he if can't, you, he can't go to America and do he that. He can't. He can't. He can't. He owes us something. He owes the British fans for going everywhere, and he always goes on about the fans and etc. This is the time to repay. And look how the British travel for him. So he does. He does. He should give us something we some, back here. Me and Sean, we were thinking of going to Saudi. Oh yeah, we had the ticket. Well, ticket. Well, I said we were like. You know what? We had the tickets lined up. We were. We Very were so heavily close. interested in going, but the pr- uh, prices for the flights were just a bit oof. Well, that and obviously Safety. in this undisclosed company, we've got a lot of pressure on, you know, mm. a lot of responsibility. A lot so, of deadlines, yeah. You so. know, so obviously you've got to weigh it up sometimes and it's like, yeah, will I fly out? Will I get this work done? What's important, <laughs> my job or this? Well, clearly there's only one answer to that. But no, so definitely I think AJ needs to put performance against Pulev because for me personally against Ruiz... Yeah, I know he got the job done and it was fine, but I do want to see Joshua knocking people out. That's what he's known for. Mm. You know, well, like you just said, it was it was fine. It wasn't. It wasn't great. amazing, it wasn't was it? It wasn't like I didn't be it like, oh my like, god, yeah, wow! It wasn't like a Klitschko. I will never forget that AJ Klitschko fight. God, head. that I saw a man just. Oh, I saw a man enter the ring as a boy and walk out as a man as a champion because he went through it all. He was that's a perfect analogy. You know what I mean? Yeah. He was winning the fight at one point. Then he got dropped, and then he came back and won it again. And done it. It just it was a great fight. That from every single round, just brilliant. And I'll never ever forget that round five, man. That round five, just guns blazing, mate. I thought World War Three was starting. All luckily, <laughs> just heard all the rockets going off. I was thinking, boys, steady on. No, I'm just really happy to see the heavyweight division and the climate it is it's mm. in right now. I mean, for so long. I mean, when we mentioned it earlier in the podcast, where growing up. The heavyweight division wasn't as spectacular as it was, to be honest no. with you. I mean, Klitschko's brothers were dominating and they were good to watch, but... Chisora's quite a big name back then, Yeah, wasn't like Chisora's big, but then obviously David Hay came David into it. And he, I'll be honest with you, he is a big reason why the heavyweight division slowed... That was the rise, I'd say, because mm. he won won that heavyweight belt from coming up to from you know Dominated coming up to cruiserweight, cruiserweight. to heavy, mm. winning that belt. Obviously, I know he blamed, you know... The fight he lost to against Klitschko on his toe. Mm. That was great. And then obviously, we'll never forget him glassing Chisora at the oh, press conference. Never, never. Never forget that. He glassed me. I'll never forget <laughs> that the day I die. That was great. And then obviously from there, the Olympics were around. Joshua was there. Mm. You can see the rise of heavyweight Everywhere, boxing slowly yeah. but surely. Tyson Fury was coming there. He had that infamous speech against David Price when he, he was on about how he was going to do David Price and David. have temper. Temp- you said that about three times this episode. <laughs> I love, I love that speech. It's absolutely amazing. So it's he was a hilarious. character back then, man. Do you, never forget the Batman exactly. costume. Exactly. I can't forget that. And then obviously Tyson Fury and Kay were meant to have a fight. Oh, that didn't materialise. Yeah, it was twice. Yeah, it didn't didn't happen. Then obviously Kay retired. Won that back then. Uh, I would have said Tyson Fury. Yeah. I liked Hay, but I think Hay was coming to the end of his career at that point. And he was, he's a lot smaller, yeah. man. And then he's obviously Tyson Fury at that point, he was fighting, he fought Chisora twice, there were some big fights. Mm. And then at that point, what really, really, really ignited the heavyweight division was Klitschko Fury. Mm. Fury won the belts and that opened every single door there has ever been in their heavyweight boxing uh, division. So yeah, but heavyweight is one of the most exciting. It is. one of the most exciting it right is. now. So, I mean, with so many prospects coming through as well. Yeah, so I mean, some of the prospects, I mean, obviously Dubois, Dubois. Got your um, what's this kid called again? Which one? Oh, this is. Bad. I thought you were about to drop a beat, <laughs> and I tried beatboxing. Like I'm not that quick with my words. To oh, be we honest, we said his name the other day. Oh, uh, Tony Yoka. I was going to say Yoka. Tony yeah. Yoka. Uh, we also got the other guy. Oh, 
what's his name? We've said all their names, Michael Hunter. Michael Hunter. Got so yeah. many prospects. It's, it's, it's yeah. beautiful to see, and it's it's good to see heavyweight boxing is not. I'm not saying it's in his golden era from oh, where no. it was like before, but it's getting to a stage where you can be like, yeah, I'm watching that heavyweight fight. I want to see some guy get knocked out. Yeah, you know you're gonna watch a good. You know it's gonna be a great fight when you tune into the heavyweights. And I'm sure this year they will deliver so much for us. Yeah, and I mean, well, I hope so. Should I say? I mean, you know they're going to deliver. Mm. Some people that aren't going to deliver are the players of Manchester United Football Club, <laughs> who, to be honest with you, this week it's like, yeah, we won the FA Cup. We beat Tranmere Rovers from League One. Congratulations! Won the FA Cup. I thought you, I thought they only won their first game, mate. Oh God! It's just, it's just, it's a really dire they've had, time. They've had a, they've had a United, terrible, man. terrible, terrible week. Oh well. Week, I might even say run of games. They've lost their last five or so. I saw some crazy. They're they're, they're breaking records for the wrong reason. We're in a such a so bad place, bad, and yeah. I obviously I'm going up to uh, sunny Manchester on <laughs> on on Saturday to see the game against Adama Traore and uh, that mob. So I'm not looking forward to that. that to be honest with you. Give Wolves their credit. Yeah, Wolves are amazing. Honestly, they're, they're, they're amazing. Gonna batter, they're going to batter United. And I, I'm not looking forward to that. But you so, know what? What I was saying with United is I don't really think I was saying to you the other day. I don't think Oli's long term. I think he's just there now till summer. Maybe I don't think they're going to sack him this season because what is the point? Here's a thing. Here's a funny thing. And with why the world. pay all that money? I saw some set about the money they have to pay managers when they end their contracts. It's ridiculous. Mourinho got nine. Was it nineteen mil? Yeah. Van Gaal got, got about like eighteen. Conte at Chelsea got ridiculous. Um, Moyes got five mil. So it costs more to set re- uh, release them from their contracts than to get. Here's the thing. In. Funny is a football game and sentiment is so is another thing and so mm. is nostalgia and the thing is everyone knows Oli Gunnar Solskjaer's a legend. He scored that goal. Oh yeah. Ninety nine Champions League final. Won us a treble. Among other things, but if you look at it, he's not. He's not a manager. No, no. How can you go from managing Molder FC in Norway, getting relegated with Cardiff, to then being Manchester United manager? But anyway, that, that's that's a topic for another time. You that's, know, yeah. you know, it's just it's just nice to sometimes reflect on. You know, we've got joint. Just reflect your anger somewhere we've else. We've got joint. You know, we're we're both depressed about it, and it's just good to know there is another Man United fan around here who does feel the same way and feels the pain. But you know, good times only on the horizon. We can yeah. only wish for. I mean, could be worse. Could be Saracens getting relegated oh, from the Premiership, you know, you know I mean? rugby union. That's awful that's, as well. Yeah, but that's to do with their wage cap. They of course, knew, they knew cap, what they yeah. were doing. I mean, they should definitely take a leaf out of many of the books in the NFL. I mean, the NFL have always had um, a massive thing with salary cap. So, I mean, they should definitely look at doing something mm. like that now. Even the NBA have that. That's why there's so much yeah. trading. That's why you see players going to some, well, I'm going to say teams that weren't performing as well. But it's also to do with the. Um, like you said, wage capping is something yeah. that they should look at in the rugby. But I think, definitely. I think speaking of NBA, I think this this episode was definitely about Kobe, and obviously we did mention the boxing. But I think it's a nice way to end. You know, mentioning the great legacy of Kobe Bryant. You know, he always was talking about hard work, perseverance, and becoming a legend. And goddamn, at some point we will become legend, Sean, Amen. on this Jab and Weave podcast. Amen to that, man. Mamba out. Peace.